Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest. Her name is Kirsten Maxwell, and she has an amazing website. It's called Kids Are a Trip. And what a great name for a domain name, a URL, because, uh, you know, as a dad of three young kids, I know that kids are certainly a trip in many, many, many ways, <laughs> both in terms of the challenge of traveling with them, uh, but also the incredible blessings that uh, seeing the world through their eyes brings us. Uh, so Kirsten uh, has three boys, uh, which I can, I, I can imagine is quite uh, difficult. Uh, she also has a sign with food allergies. So uh, we're going to be finding out about uh, Kirsten travel, uh, uh, her family travel, uh, travel with her kids, about, uh, you know, how she overcomes those food allergies when she's traveling. Also about her travel blog, she writes at uh, kidsaretrip.com, plus Traveling Mom, uh, plus uh, uh, a few other websites online. And uh, we'll be talking about some of the different ways she's able to generate income as a travel blogger, travel writer. So Kirsten, uh, to start off with, why don't we find out a little bit about yourself over there in Chicago, Illinois? Great. So hi, thank you for having me. Um, I have been writing for three years now. I started my site three years ago. Um, I'm originally from Phoenix, so moving to Chicago was quite an eye-opener because it's a little bit different weather. And I actually came here from Sh San Diego through first, so even diff more different. Um, and so I came here for my husband's job. I was a teacher before, and I was substitute teaching, and we always traveled with our kids. Once we got married, we kind of said we would never give that up. Um, we did, uh, on our honeymoon, we did, I want to say 13 cities in 24 days. I'm backpacking through Europe. Very easy to do. Um, but it was at the time we're like, yeah, we're going to see it all. And um, we just kind of never lost that love for travel and didn't want to lose that when we had kids. As I'm sure many, I feel like family travel writers you know, feel the same way. Um, and then people always ask, why, why are you how do you travel with your kids? And, you know, because I think it comes across as being very intimidating for a lot of people. And I kind of got tired of repeating the story. So I decided I was going to write it down. So um, being a teacher, I think the writing part just came naturally to me. So it was more finding out the whole, the internet part of it, if you will, was a little bit more intimidating. And all the back end stuff, that's not my kind of thing. So uh, putting it all together and putting a site together, I asked for some advice and uh, got it going. And kind of here I am today. That's the short version. So Awesome. And I know we all have our big, long stories. So thank you for condensing yeah. it for the sake of the listeners <laughs> and the viewers. Uh, tell us about the travel blog itself, uh, Kids Are a Trip. Um, you know, uh, what made you pick that unique name? I love the name, uh, as I keep saying. And uh, what are the major themes and topics that you write about on Kids Are a Trip? Sure. I, the, the name was very interesting. I kind of laid out maybe 10 different names, and I kept coming back to this one because, it, it, like you said, it kind of is a nuance. It kind of explains kids are a trip, and it, it kind of connects with the whole vacation aspect of traveling with a family. And I had a friend who already had two successful websites, and she said, you want to have those words in there for SEO purposes? And I'm like, what's SEO? I don't know. But I went with her advice and did the kids and the trip because people search for those terms, and kind of that's where we ended up. And, um, oh, my gosh, I can't remember what the other part of your question was because I'm having short-term memory. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, what are the major themes and topics? Oh, major themes. So, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. So major themes are basically just travel with family. Uh, obviously, we write a lot about adventure because I have three boys, so they do all kinds of adventure. So, I mean, we just got back from uh, Virginia. We did a lot of outdoor stuff, canoeing, hiking, uh, went into caverns, so you name it. Then we do the educational side because that's my background. So what can kids learn when they travel? So we do the museums and the historical stuff as well. And then uh, I, very, I don't do a lot of budget. I'm, my audience is more middle income to upper end of the income spectrum. So uh, middle income to luxury travel. And um, just a little bit of everything in between. I have some uh, fellow fa uh, family travel writers will guest post for me occasionally. So they share their content on my site. Um, but a little bit of everything, just destinations that I want to go to or that I've been to and places that appeal to us. I'll have other writers chip in their two cents on great destinations to visit for families. Sounds great. Uh, you know, uh, I would love to hear about some of your own uh, family travel adventures. So uh, where have you guys traveled to? What have been some of your uh, favorite, uh, you know, cities and countries and destinations uh, in the U.S. and beyond? Okay. so. In the U.S., it's a really weird destination. I know it's, people are going to be like, I've never heard of it. It's um, called French Lick, Indiana. And um, we went there last summer, and it's a, it's a smaller town, but it's got this amazing hotel there with this domed roof hotel that's been there since the 1800s. It was very popular, and they've restored it. And nearby, they have this elephant sanctuary where the kids got to go and, and bathe elephants. It was part of the daily routine. Um, and we could do horseback riding, and then there was a an amusement park nearby called Holiday World that had amazing, it was cleanest amusement park I've ever been to. Um, but it was just like kind of an old-fashioned Americana kind of town and ambiance and a hidden gem in the Midwest, if you will, kind of thing. Um, we are not people that tend to go back to the same place twice. So um, we've been a lot of places. So for me to pick a favorite, it's a hard one. So outside of that, um, we did a trip last summer. I did with my two older boys. We did um, a Fathom cruise to the Dominican Republic. I don't know if you're familiar with that um, brand. but uh, Can you explain more about what, the term, what does the term mean? Sure. Um, Fathom it, uh, is the sister company of Carnival Cruise Lines. Smaller ship, about 700 people. And what they were doing was going into, um, oh, I can't think of the name of the port, but it's outside of Puerto Plata. And you would go into the community and help different organizations. So you could choose while you were there to go into a school. You could um, work in the coffee plantation. You could plant plants um, to re you know, reforest the area. So there were like-minded individuals on the ship. And it was just a community of people who wanted to help others within the community. So it was a really good introduction for my kids to volunteer service and working with other like-minded individuals. I don't know, but they're not going to be doing the tour the same way anymore. So it's kind of was like one of those one-off things because now Carnival saw how successful it was and now they want to make it bigger. And I don't think that's going to make it necessarily better. So that was a good trip. Um, but then outside of, I mean, in Europe, oh, we all would say something different. So my kids would all say Tuscany because we stayed on a great farm there. And I love Prague and Copenhagen and Stockholm. So, I mean, 
everywhere. So there's no bad answer. <laughs> go no, everywhere. No, no. Go everywhere, see everything. Do it, yeah, meet everyone. Yeah, that's kind of my yeah. philosophy. Meet everyone, do everything, see uh, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, go off the beaten path. That's my other thing, yeah. So uh, we, we mentioned at the beginning about uh, your son uh, who has allergies. So what is the allergy that your son has? And, uh, you know, obviously th that uh, imposes some kind of barriers in eating sure. and going to restaurants, et cetera. Tell yeah. us about how, uh, what is the allergy and how you've overcome it uh, during sure. your travels. Okay, so my youngest son has a peanut and tree nut allergy. Um, so he's allergic to most nuts. And um, it was really difficult in the beginning because you didn't know what to expect. So we luckily found a company that makes um, nut translation cards. And so you just show the server at the restaurant or the store, at the grocery store, the card. And on one side it says the, the allergy and then you flip it over and it translated into the local language. So you can explain to them, you know, if my son eats this nut, they will have an anaphylactic reaction. And so we use that for quite a while. You learn along the way like what they can have. Because think about it, like there's yogurt, there's eggs. I mean, there's plenty to eat. For a lot in the beginning, we would pack a lot of our own food to bring with us that we knew he could eat. So we would always have a meal on hand for him. So we'd have like bagels, sun butter, you know, gold goldfish, you know, things that you knew were safe that he could eat at home just because we didn't know what to expect when we got there. And as we've done more traveling, you know, you just find like all this stuff that doesn't have additives, you know, like everything, fresh produce, things in the grocery store that don't have labels he can eat. So, um, but I think that scares a lot of people because you don't know what you're getting into when you have a kid with a, a food allergy. Yeah, and you know, that can prevent people from traveling. So uh, I'm glad that you're able to still travel so passionately and uh, proactively and frequently uh, like you guys are doing. And you just figure it out. I mean, you figure out ways to uh, uh, overcome those difficulties. And I love that idea um, of that uh, food card with multiple translations because that seems to be the perfect solution. Show right. them the card and they, they pretty much get it. Right, right. Yeah. We had to use it in um, Finland because there was no way I knew Finnish. So I'm like, yeah, you know, read this. And he's like... Yeah, no, the and he answers me in English. The reindeer does not have nuts. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> that, that's the beauty of Scandinavia is that most people actually do speak English. So you don't need any <laughs> translation there because who else in the world knows Finnish except the Finnish people? Exactly. So, Kirsten, uh, tell us about some of the ways that you're actually able to generate income online uh, to help uh, fund the travels. Sure. Um, so what... A lot of mine come from sponsored posts, so it's working with brands, uh, reaching out to brands that I think are a good fit for my audience. Uh, that's a huge part of it is finding a because I don't like to sell, like do a hard sell with my audience where it's like, hey, here's this product, you should buy it. Um, I want something that is works for me that I can honestly recommend to my audience. I'm not going to go out there and say this piece of junk is something great because somebody's paying me money. So honesty is first and foremost when I'm doing a, a product review. So sponsored posts, um, then I do affiliate marketing. Um, I still am trying to navigate the best way to use affiliate marketing, which I'm sure you know a lot about, but um, it is 
not as easy as I think it is. Maybe it's easier and I'm just making it difficult, but uh, affiliate marketing, I, I do work for um, Travelocity and that is a regular um, paycheck for me. So I work for them and write monthly articles. So um, that generates income for me. And same with Traveling Moms. So um, Twitter parties, um, I get paid for, um, what else? You know, that's mostly what it is. Um, different just forms of social media advertising, um, being in the different ad groups um, where you have a constant stream coming through uh, just from having ads running on your site. But I don't even run that many ads on my site. So it's kind of the background stuff that goes on. And I'm like, I don't know. But as I told you before we started, I mean, this is not, it's a full-time job for me. But it's I'm not the primary income earner for my family, so I'm lucky to have yeah, a very no. understanding husband. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of travel bloggers they struggle to make that full time income, uh, and uh, they use that uh, the approach you mentioned, the multiple streams of online income, uh, which includes things like the sponsored posts, includes uh, things like the affiliate links, includes things like the advertising, and uh, maybe even selling their own products and services like ebooks or private okay. coaching, and uh, you know, writing for other publications and doing Twitter parties and uh, social media campaigns, etc., brand ambassadorship. So, uh, yeah, I definitely find that in my interview with all of these different uh, nomads and travel bloggers, travel writers, it is very much a multi-fold approach. Um, and you mentioned affiliate marketing. I have actually interviewed a few guests on Digital Nomad Mastery specifically to do with affiliate marketing. And they do it as a full-time income source. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, make sure you check out some of those uh, video interviews. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, one in particular uh, was a guy in uh, Costa Rica. And he actually moved from the US with his uh, kids. And uh, he pretty much uses things like uh, ClickBank and Commission Junction and affiliate links uh, and niche sites. So it is uh, complicated, as you yeah. mentioned. Uh, it can be simple in terms of, okay, here's a product, boom, uh, I, you know, uh, uh, you know <laughs> click on the product and buy it. Or it can be much more complicated by using niche sites and, yeah. uh, you know, um, um, uh, you know, like a, a website such as Click uh, Click uh, Bank and Commission Junction, CJ, etc. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, I, I'm really interested in, uh, for example, uh, how do you uh, get uh, to write for other publications? So you mentioned a really big one, Travelocity. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that came to be. Uh, do you approach them? Do they approach you? How does it look like in terms of the contract, in terms of the commitment, deadlines? topics, editing, there's a lot uh, you can cover and I think uh, that'd be a really great uh, uh, way to kind of break it down for us. Sure, uh, so Travelocity is actually, so they're a group of 14 of us what are called um, national nomads and we're all over the country, we have different niches, actually one of us is in Australia. Um, we, I basically con connected with them at TBEX last year in Minnesota so I'm a big fan of going to conferences and networking because you never know who you're going to meet. I learned that pretty early on. And so that's why I'm like, oh, yeah, you want to meet? Let's meet. Okay, we'll, we'll connect. And uh, the, what we have, to, basically, the, con the contract is that we are required to write an article a month. Of course, it's edited. You know, we submit our photos, et cetera. It's, um, we do various um, press trips that are social media pushes where we go into a property and we support the destination by sharing stuff about it on social media. We write articles about it. There's usually a team of three of us that goes in uh, once a month to uh, promote a destination and um, kind of review it. So um, 
it's fairly a new program, so we're not sure like what direction it's going, but so far it's been pretty successful and destinations are very happy with it. So um, that's what it's doing so far. So it's kind of was just kind of a who you meet and uh, making connections. I mean, that I cannot say enough about talk to people, follow up with people, connect with people, and be your you know honest self because that's how you know you get places in life. Yeah, absolutely. Highly recommend things like TBEX or World Travel Mart or even some of the regional travel shows. It's a great way of connecting and getting your face out there. Uh, yeah. It's really about building your brand and uh, connecting, networking, and uh, you know, uh, seeing where that takes you. Yeah. And it's taken you, uh, you know, in uh, several places, uh, literally. Yeah. So, uh, t <laughs> Kirsten, uh, tell us about, um, you know, how how would you, uh, uh, what advice would you give to someone who's just starting? Uh, in three years, you've actually become quite successful in terms of, uh, you know. Uh, creating income on your blog, uh, you know, getting sponsored trips, uh, getting sponsored products, et cetera. And that's pretty impressive over three years. Um, so tell us about what would you, uh, what mistakes have you made and what advice would you give to new or aspiring travel writers, travel bloggers? Uh, well, in the beginning, I think the, the most important thing is to talk to someone who really knows what they're doing about setting up a website. Because I kind of went at it myself and then when I had somebody who was, a little higher up develop the website for me they're like oh you need to fix this and this and this and this like going at it on your own sounds great in the beginning but then you have to kind of pay for it on the back end so um, you know talk to some, you know and you don't have to pay somebody you know exorbitant amounts of money to set it up for you but just either research it yourself on how to set up the website properly um, or you know, pay somebody you know like a small amount of change to do it for you correctly. Um, so that would be the first set of advice. Learn about SEO, learn about keywords. I mean, these are all things I learned down the road that I was like, what? I, I have no idea what these things are. Um, you know, I don't pay so much attention to, and people are gonna be like, what? I don't pay attention to numbers, I don't pay attention to analytics. I know people are super intense and Focus and statistic people. I'm not that person. I love writing. You know, I love writing. I love sharing about. It. I love photography. Uh, be good about pictures. Edit your pictures. Don't throw up bad pictures. Don't throw up bad writing. Take time with it. Um, you know, and don't feel like you need to post all the time. I mean, don't put yourself under um, deadlines that you can't meet. Like you're, it's all in your head when you think like, oh, I gotta post, I gotta post three times a week and kill yourself. Don't do it, cause it's not worth it. You're the, it's your thing, and so, <clears throat> just um, you know, make it what you want it to be. And you've probably learned this too, I would imagine. You know, you can't kill yourself for it. You make it what you want it to be. Absolutely, I just want to echo a lot of what you've just said. I mean, uh, it is the content first. Um, you know, um, the numbers don't matter at the end of the day. I mean, uh, if you have good content, the numbers will come. Um, and I don't look at my analytics as much as I probably should or could or, uh, um, you know, um, like other people, like you mentioned, do. Um, you know, focus on your own brand, focus on just writing quality content, and, uh, you know, start, uh, definitely be intentional about building up the following, engaging people online, and, uh, uh, you know, like all these things we've been talking about are definitely uh, common um, traits of successful bloggers, writers, etc. And that's one thing I forgot to add. Uh, from the beginning, I think it was helpful to find a community. Uh, make sure that you connect with people that either 
do the same kind of things you do or that, that are going to be your audience and have that dialogue back and forth. Like you're saying, you got to connect with people or then nobody's listening to you. So that's huge. Absolutely. Um, you also write for Traveling Mom. Um, you know, I've heard that um, website over and over. I actually interviewed a few other people who are also writers for Traveling Mom. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about Traveling Mom and, uh, um, you know, what you do for them. Uh, okay, so Traveling Mom is a group, well, you probably interviewed a few because there's 80 of us at, at right now, and then there's also Traveling Dad, and then there's also She Buys Cars, and we all fall under the Traveling Mom umbrella. So um, you're going to find quite a few of us out there. Um, we are a group of travel writers. We all um, go out and do our own things. We're all over the country. Some of us are international, um, and we all write about different aspects of travel. I mean, if you go to the site, you probably find something that you're looking for in a destination. There's free travel. There's educational travel. There's I mean, everybody's kind of got their own niche that they write about. And I mean, we have adventure mom. We have active mom. I mean, so everybody's kind of got their name when they're in traveling mom. You're, you're given a name before your traveling mom title. So I'm teaching traveling mom because that's what I do, uh, education. So everything I write about tends to have an educational spin on it. And everybody else you meet will probably have a something traveling mom before their name. Um, I don't know the traveling dads have that before their names. I think they're just traveling dads because they were like, "What? we don't need that. Um, and then I also work for She Buys Cars, which is the um, trying to change the way that women think about cars because the main audience when you go buy a car is uh, you know, the decision maker is a woman because in families, they're making 90% of the decision on the family car. So yes. I work for them as well. So it's all under the same umbrella and um, I write for them. I'm on their Twitter team. And so, and I'm on the Instagram account for the She Buys Car. So that's a big encompassing job. And with all that, those writers, you got to start assigning all the different jobs out all over. So, so we're a pretty big team and pretty proud of what we do. So we do everything. And so uh, what are some of your aspirations in terms of your bucket list and must-do items in uh, the next coming years and beyond? Huh. Well, um, bucket list is going to start changing because I have one going into high school this year, so I'm realizing that's going to change travel probably for us and vacation days and all those good things. Um, personally, I'd love to see us um, travel a little bit uh, outside of our comfort zone, we've done most of Europe, so I'd like to hit um, Asia and Central and South America. Um, but uh, New Zealand, top of the bucket list right there. And uh, former Yugoslavia, Croatia, Montenegro, um, Slovenia, top of the bucket list. And um, the, the kids are all on board for anything. They want to do Galapagos. That's top of their bucket list. So um, whatever I can fit in. It's funny, I don't plan anything, and then all these things just happen, and I just kind of go with it. Sounds great. You know, I definitely want to visit some of those places you mentioned as well, especially the Galapagos. So we're not too far uh, here in Trinidad and yeah, Tobago from it. Know. And we're heading to Colombia next week and then Ecuador. Right. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to see if we can uh, make that journey. It is quite expensive. So we're getting side of things. Yeah. Hey, Kristen, uh, so if people wanted to find out more about your website, Kids on a Trip, and also uh, connect with you, what you mean about uh, Made It as a Travel Blogger, how can they do that? 
Uh, you can find me. My website is kidsartrip.com and on Twitter, Kids Are Trip. Same on Instagram, Kids Are Trip, and Facebook, it's Kids Are Trip too. So make it easy. Oh, and that's good advice for anybody starting out. Keep it the same on all your social media platforms because I don't want to go find you at one name here, a different name over here, and you would probably agree with this. It's too difficult. And brands do that all the time. It drives me crazy when I'm trying to promote you on social media. Keep it consistent. Right? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, keep it consistent across brands. Uh, you know, uh, we're we Digital Nomad Mastery across the web. Uh, make sure you check us out as well, digitalnomadmastery.com, uh, Digital Nomad Mastery across social and uh, also on YouTube and iTunes. Uh, so thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, make sure you check out Kirsten's uh, website called Kids which they are, and uh, I found that, so is Kirsten, and a lot of parents listening can definitely agree. Kids are a trip in many ways. <laughs> so uh, thanks again, Kirsten, for uh, being on the show today. Thank you for having me. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Make sure you leave us a rating and review, and we'll catch you in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. <laughs>